Lord God Almighty, we acknowledge that you created all things, that you are above all things, and that it is you who called us to be your children and have been teaching us, oh God, all these years the oracles of heaven. It is you who has opened our eyes and our minds to understand the things of God. Father, we have gathered together to learn from your throne of grace this morning. And we ask that Lord you teach us Teach us, O oh God, that our eyes may be opened unto the deep things of the kingdom. Lord God, let your word fall on our hearts like seed. Seed that grows and bears fruit. That, Lord, we may depend on the fruit. That we may mature, O oh God, into that which you have called us. We come against every spirit of darkness that will seek to take your word away from us. Because the devil knows that your word brings light. We come against all of their works and say, Lord, have your way with us. Have your way with us this morning. We thank you for this privilege. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And the church said, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Miss it, please. Miss it. Praise the Lord. How many are excited to be in church today? How many expect to learn something new today? Wonderful. It is always important to have expectations. When you are a student, and you are going to classes, you are excited because you are going to learn something new. The teacher is going to teach you something that will increase your knowledge. There is always an excitement because you are going to acquire new knowledge. May God give us new knowledge today. Not just knowledge, but divine knowledge. Hallelujah. Today's scripture will be taken from Ephesians chapter 3. But we will zero in on verses 8 to 11. And then I will give an exposition on 
the rest of the chapter as I preach. Hallelujah. Are you there? Have you opened your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 8? Hallelujah. This is Paul talking in his letter to the Ephesians and by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, of course. The word of God says unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I've often said that uh, in scripture, when we are reading the word of God, there are certain portions that we jump over very quickly because they don't make sense to us. Most of the time, that is where the bone is. The bone, you see, bone is for the matured. Hallelujah. When you are eating fufu and you have the soup, the bone is given to the matured people, not to the babies. Hallelujah. But the bone is not easy to eat. Sometimes you have to take off your shirt and, and flex your muscles and tear it apart. That is how we treat the Bible also. Because in the bone, you have the marrows. Hallelujah. Now the Bible, Paul is writing to the, to the Ephesians and he's talking about a mystery. First he tells them about how God has called him specially to go to the Gentiles. The Gentiles being the people who were not Jews or the descendants of Jacob. Hallelujah. God had given him a special dispensation, a special grace to be able to go to the Gentiles and to preach the words of God to them. And he said that he was given special revelation by God to do this. And through that revelation, God gave him the mysteries that had been hidden from the beginning of time till then. So God revealed this thing to the Apostle Paul something that was a secret. Mystery simply means a secret. Something hidden. 
not made known to everybody. It is only for those who belong. Now, so the Holy Spirit revealed the mystery that was hidden throughout the ages to Paul. And what he revealed to him are of several levels. One was that the Gentiles who are people like us, not Jews, Gentiles should also be heirs of God. So we are entitled to inherit the things of God. We are also to be part of the body of Christ, the same as the Jews. Of course, the Jews that believe. So one, you are entitled to be an heir of God and secondly, you are fully entitled as a member of the body to belong to the body of Christ. And thirdly, that we should be partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. You notice therefore that we have been fully integrated into the family of God. The promises are ours just like it, is, it was made to our father Abraham. We belong to the commonwealth of Jesus Christ and we are heirs of the father. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful to know that we belong fully to God? But there is something I want to zero in on today. There is something that has been assigned to the church to do that I want us to focus on. You could almost say that it is part of the Great Commission. Usually when we talk about the Great Commission, we go to Mark chapter 16 verse 15 where we read that go ye into the world and preach the gospel. And we all know that that is something that Jesus Christ, before he left this earth, assigned to his church. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. He says to every creature, he says he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Then he says these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. In other words, miracles are supposed to follow those who believe. They follow those who believe. As you are walking along, miracles are following you as a sign of your faith in Jesus Christ. Such consciousness 
of the wonders of God following you, of you being able to preach the gospel, for people to be saved, for you being able to heal the sick, for you being able to cast out demons, should make us bold. Not only make us bold, but make us confident in whom we are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So the great commission or the assignment that Jesus gave to us to perform is accompanied by certain, shall we call them, uh, capabilities or abilities that enable us to perform certain miracles. As we go out preaching the gospel, these signs follow us. How many want to be able to perform miracles? Go out and share the word. Go out and share the word. And as you go into the houses, you meet the sick who need healing. You meet the demon possessed who need deliverance. And the power of God will accompany you. Hallelujah. That is the great commission. We constantly refer to it as what the instruction that tells us to go out. We have as a result embarked on various evangelism activities. We, we go from door to door. We, we have crusades. The Christian church has organized various activities to obey the Great Commission. Great men of God organize crusades where thousands and thousands are saved. They heal the sick and they deliver people. The cripple walk. Dead are raised. It is wonderful when you see men of God embarking on such activities, being energized by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It is exciting when you see the manifestation of the power of God in the lives of people. I mean, when I think about people like uh, Pastor Chris Oyakilome, I think about uh, Hinn and several others. Some are gone. They are dead and gone and are with the Father. But you see marvelous miracles of God being performed. And people see it and they praise God. But there is something else that I want to bring our attention to this morning. And it is found in the scripture that we read. There is something that we are supposed to do. Which we are living and done as the church of God. Which is the revelation that has been given to the apostle Paul. He says, he is supposed, from verse 9, in chapter 3, verse 9, says, to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ. Here it is. To the intent that now, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers 
in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. The church is supposed to preach in this world to convert people to Christianity. But it is also the responsibility of the church to make known to the heavenly host, to the principalities and powers, the manifold wisdom of God. It is the, it is the church that will reveal the wisdom of God to the demonic forces up there, to the principalities up there, to Satan up there, and including even the angels up there. The church of God, the Israel of God, is supposed to show to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places, in the heavenly realms, the wisdom of God. That is a big responsibility. So we preach to people on earth and we show to the heavenly realm the wisdom, the Sophia of God. And it says the manifold, the manifold wisdom of God. The manifold, the variated, the the, the different aspects of the wisdom of God. That is why Paul was anxious to preach the word of God to the Gentiles. And he was willing to go through all kinds of things in order to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And as part of his, his work in doing that, we have a lot of the books that are now part of the gospel. But he was also anxious to teach the administration or the participation of the Christian with the Holy Spirit in relation to the mystery. The mystery which is that they would see the working of God's wisdom in the lives of Christians and realize that indeed Jesus Christ is God. But I think that the Christian church has worked on evangelizing the world but has not fully worked on evangelizing the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. What will it take for there to be a demonstration of the 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 kononia, the, the 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 fellowship of the Christian in this mystery so that we can tell those who are up there in the spiritual realm that Jesus is indeed God. Hallelujah. We are given the answer in the same chapter. To be able to fulfill this, to be able to move forward in the demonstration of the wisdom of God to the spiritual realm, Paul knelt down to pray for the church. Hallelujah. Paul prayed for the church. 
This is the second prayer that Paul prays in Ephesians. But this one is specifically geared towards fulfilling our calling to show or to make known to the spiritual world, to the principalities and powers, the wisdom of God. What is the wisdom of God anyway? The many-sided wisdom of God. What is the wisdom of God? Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. There are many aspects to the wisdom of God, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Do you think, as a Christian, you have fulfilled this aspect, or at least are doing what the Bible is saying in Ephesians chapter 3? Paul the Apostle says, that is why I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory. To be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That will be strengthened. To deal with the heavenlies, we must be strong. But then, what is this for? That Christ may dwell in your hearts. That is one. Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And the second one is that we may be filled with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. There are three things. One is to be strong. And he prays for us that we will be strengthened by the Holy Spirit in our inner man. The Holy Spirit that revealed the mystery to the apostles and to the prophets. It is that Holy Spirit who will strengthen us for that work. Hallelujah. That we may be able to do that work. Secondly, that Christ will dwell in our hearts by faith. What does that mean? That Christ will take residence in our lives. We will be, he will be comfortable in our hearts. We will welcome him in our hearts. And then that will be filled with the fullness of God. That way, we will be able to fulfill this part of the commission. The commission that had been a mystery. The commission that had been revealed specially to Paul, the apostle. Again, I'll ask, how many of us has or have purposely or purposefully gone out 
with the intention of demonstrating the manifold wisdom of God to the spiritual world. God has given us a great task to perform. Now, already, we are having a bit of a challenge evangelizing the world. To be effective in evangelizing the world. To be effective in taking out the word of the gospel to the lost world. We must be accompanied by certain things. Miracles are not really an option. It's not something we can decide not to have or have. It is something we must have as Christians. We must be able to perform miracles. We must be able to heal the sick. We must be able to, to deliver people who are in bondage. What are we doing to ensure that this capacity is ours? We have been called into the house of God. We have been made the children of God. We are the light of God. We are a people that have been justified, that have been sanctified, that have been washed, that have been consecrated unto the work of God. We are a people that are unblameable, that are unreproachable before God. We stand perfect before the Lord our God. That is why sin has no dominion over us. Because yes, sometimes we may sin, but when we sin and go to our Father and pray in the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says he cleanses us of all and righteousness, so that Satan cannot accuse us. So what is stopping us? We have work to do. We have work to do in this earth concerning the people in this earth, and we also have work to do concerning the spiritual realm. One of the things that the Apostle Paul tells us in this particular chapter is about the unity of the church of God. Because, you see, Paul is talking not to the individual, but more to the collective, to the church. So he's talking to the church. Of course, it is the individual in the church, the individuals compose the church as a whole. It is the capacity of the individual that makes up the collective, the holistic capacity of the church. So individually, we have a responsibility to build ourselves up that Christ dwells in us, that we are strengthened and that we are filled with the, the, the fullness of God. But when we come together, that is when we demonstrate to the spiritual realm about the manifold wisdom of God. What did the Apostle Paul identify? He said, being rooted and grounded in love, 
may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height. Know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. It is through that that the church will be filled with the fullness of God. Love is the key. It is love. Everything about God is based on love. Hallelujah. Everything is based, is grounded on love. It is the, it is the mortar. It is the, it, it is the grout. It is everything. It is that which binds the Christians together. Until Christians begin to love one another, we cannot demonstrate to the spiritual realm the wisdom of God. Because the love of Christ is what made him sacrifice himself on the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It is about love. Agape, brotherly love. That is what it is about. Now then, if we sit in church and we don't talk to each other, eh, I heard something. He, she spoke against me. She was gossiping about me. Eh, me, I don't like that. So I won't talk to her again. I won't talk to him again. Since then, when you see her, you pass there. When she sits here, you sit there. The love of Christ is missing. We gossip. In fact, Christians, <laughs> they are terrible. Christians are terrible. They gossip more than the people who are not saved. We quarrel more than those who are outside. Yeah, and and. He's always going to the pastor. She's always going to the pastor. Eh, eh, even if I want to go cry, she comes to cross me. Then you are angry. You are upset about nothing. For, for nothing. Pastor, they say, oh. oh. Mm, anytime you want to see the pastor, there is nobody who has a monopoly over me. The more you come to me, the more I get to know you. In fact, that is what I like, that you come to me. Ah, so those who come to me are also known by name. And look at the dress she's wearing. Every time she's, she's showing off, every time she's wearing a new dress. Go and buy some. <laughs> Hallelujah. But if that is the situation, we cannot work together. There is something about working together which is different from working as individual. One shall put a thousand to flight, but two shall put ten thousand to flight. Not two thousand, ten thousand to flight. There is something about love. There is something about unity. In fact, the book of Ephesians is about unity as one of his themes. 
Working together, working together as Christians, going out together, preaching the word of God together. There is strength in unity. Indeed, we know about this proverb which talks about the broom and when it is a single uh, stick, you can break it easily. But when it is a full broom, it is impossible to break. We need love in the church so that we can demonstrate to the world that Jesus is Lord. He said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you love one another, if you are here today and there is somebody in this church that you are not talking to after service, put all your pride aside. All your pride, put it aside. Go to the person and talk to the person. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There are husbands and wives who do not talk to each other. When they are sleeping, the wife's back is towards the husband's back. From today, you will face each other. Hallelujah. There is something I like very much when husbands and wives sit together in church. Not when the husband is there, the wife is there. Hallelujah. Listen, this is a very critical and important issue. God is telling us that his mortar that he uses to hold things together is love. And he talks about each part contributing to the whole. So he gives a gift to Samuel, gives another gift to Rita, gives another gift to Abbas. If we are not united, how will we demonstrate the gifts? Love is the key. Is the key to power. Is the key to closeness to God. Is the key to the demonstration of the power of God. Christian churches are busy competing with each other. I said that last week. They are competing. It, it, is, it is especially interesting uh, at New Year, New Year's Eve. Who put the biggest, the biggest uh, what, billboard? Self-aggrandizement. Uh, minier, minier. That is all we do. They will not work together. They will not talk to each other. They want to keep their flock. They, they, it's as if they own the people. So you can't even leave the church. When you leave the church, they label you. Aren't you going to another church? Isn't that church part of the body of Christ? We, we, we tear each other down. Christians, pastors, they are the ones who criticize the most, the pastors, other pastors. If a pastor is performing miracles, it's from the devil. The implication, the logic of that, it's that the devil can perform miracles, God cannot. What kind of logic is it? When a Christian performs a miracle, oh, he went to get it from some juju man. 
Are we saying that Juju man is greater than God and that God cannot perform miracles and if someone performs a miracle, it must be from the devil? We tear each other down. And the demons and the, and the principalities and the powers look and they laugh at us. How can we demonstrate the wisdom, the manifold wisdom of God? It is high time Christians come together. It is high time. Christians work together. Because the buildings that we are building, we are not taking it anywhere. The cars that we acquire as ministries, we are not taking anywhere. The TV stations, we are not taking anywhere. It is the souls that we are taking somewhere. I am not saying that because we are a small church. I'm not saying that because we do not have our own TV station yet. We will get one. If God says we should. But in his own time, he makes all things beautiful. For his own purpose, he makes things beautiful. Hallelujah. Christians must come together. Work with people from other churches to spread the gospel. To show the spiritual realm, the principalities and powers that there is a wisdom of God, Jesus Christ, the Lord. We have work to do. We have work to do working on ourselves and working to bring together the church of God. I was very interested when I, I recently saw uh, an advert about Benny Hinn and Pastor Chris. They held a crusade together in Nigeria. And then I saw on YouTube the other time, they, they, they held one in uh, Benihin Studios in, is it California or somewhere like that? And on Monday, they are holding uh, uh, a pastor's conference in Ghana together. It is starting at 6. Me, I'm going to be there by 2 p.m. Because, <laughs> have you seen any crusade by Pastor Chris before? You won't get space to step. You better go in the morning. Otherwise, you won't get a place to, to sit. Of course, it is by invitation. You must have registered before. But, do you see the beauty of it? At the Nigerian crusade, something interesting happened. Benihin was performing uh, deliverance. The, it was being stubborn. He didn't want to come out. So Pastor Chris walked there. Held the lady. Ow! The thing vanished. Because he saw the demon on the back of the woman. Two working together. Bring their gifts together. That is how it should be. That demon, where is it from? Who sent him? The principalities and powers. By that, they demonstrated to the principalities and powers that Jesus is the wisdom of God. Brothers and sisters, let us 
as a church, individuals in a church, unite and love one another. And us, the body of Christ, let us work towards coming together to do the work of God. Because the way we are going, disorganized, parochial in our views, we are not going to go far. As we said last week, the planets in the kingdom of darkness are organizing. They are coming together. They are pushing their agenda. But the church of God is scattering and scattering and scattering. May God help us so that we are able to evangelize the world but also show the principalities and powers in the spiritual realm about the power of Jesus Christ who is the wisdom of God. Hallelujah.